Hi, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And I am going to take a slight departure today from my usual in that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to be my own guest. Um, I wouldn't be my own guest today had it not been for the fact that my chosen guest, Irina DiCipio, who is the founder of Revived Soldiers Ukraine, had to cancel. I mean, I appeared on our Zoom link and I waited and waited and she wasn't there and she wasn't there. And I got worried about her. So I called to see if she was okay. Uh, she was in the midst of, um, in the midst of negotiations um, and negotiations for her means saving lives and getting fallen soldiers off the battlefield. But we'll talk about that in a minute, because first I want to just say that the point of today's love letters live is a realization I had the other day as I was making a donation. And I want to talk about donation as a love letter. And it is, and it is more so, it's certainly a love letter if you include a little handwritten note with it. Um, I had found several places online, which I'm sure lots of you have done. I know lots of people have done to find where I might be of some help which is how I found, excuse me, Revived Soldiers Ukraine and met Irina. And uh, anyway, so I, I'm doing this solo. I do want to say that when it comes to saving lives, the first instruction is now. Sometimes it is the most important instruction. When people need help, as they do um, so often right now, yes, these soldiers, as they are tiptoeing past death, lying on a battlefield, they are shot and broken and crushed. And there is no time, there is no time to waste. Every second counts and seconds wasted quickly translates into lives lost. When people abandon their homes, when they under falling rockets, they run with their clothes on, the clothes on their back, most likely, more often than not, they there is no warning. The warning is the explosion and the destruction. When they finally get to the border, they need one thing first, and that is nutrition. The truth is that we can help, and we can help faster than ever because of the miracle of the internet. Grassroots have just never sprouted so quickly as on the intercom, thanks to people who are devoted to helping. And it is the immediate communication these days that helps save, is helping to save lives. So the Revived Soldiers Ukraine, founded by Irina, it's, they're on the battlefield to save lives. They need automobiles. They need vehicles to get soldiers to help. They need to get them to field hospitals, to army hospitals. They have to stabilize them and get them required surgeries. All of this requires partnerships and negotiations and all within moments of the need. So after, after these soldiers are stabilized, Irina brings many of them to the United States, has brought many of them to the United States for further surgeries and prosthetic limbs, and the training that is involved in getting these people back to their lives, back home. There's also the International Medical Corps, and this provides emergency relief uh, because, and because when the war is over, the problem is not, they shift into long-term medical support and training. 
for the soldiers. There's also an organization called Direct Relief, and they send, you know, surgeries aren't performed without help and other equipment. They, they have been sending diabetic supplies. They've been sending IV fluids and antibiotics and anesthesia and sutures to wherever they're needed. There's an outfit called Nova Ukraine. And this is so obvious, but yet somebody has to do it. And thank heaven somebody has, and I'm sure people all over the world have done it. This group assembles and sends material goods that people need to continue their lives. Um, you know, they've left, they've had, they've left under attack. They have left without clothing, often without diapers, without personal hygiene, without important papers very often. And we'll get to that in a minute because there's a group to help that also. But Nova Ukraine, <coughs> excuse me, is looking for volunteers in the San Francisco Bay Area to people with vans and trucks to get these goods to Sacramento to a shipping company called Meast, I believe. And they are the ones who actually get the goods to Ukraine. Uh, there's a foundation, a, a, a group called Anilik, which I understand means angel in Ukrainian. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right, but this one just, this one will break your heart, but you can help. You can help. It raises funds for children whose parents have died in the war. Yes, there are still war orphans. There are, wherever there's a war, there are war orphans. And what a tragic corollary this is. It's just these children, I mean, what is to become of them? Well, apparently this group has no overhead expenses. So everything goes to the uh, children for their care. And later, I understand uh, scholarships, college scholarships, care. Do you remember care, care packages? They're still in full force apparently, and they're sending food and water to Ukraine. There's the International Rescue Committee founded in the 30s by Albert Einstein. I didn't know that. And they, he founded this uh, in the face of the unprecedented slaughter by the Nazis. It's still going strong. They're, they're still providing uh, relief to vulnerable people around the world with, you know, regardless of religion or nationality. Now they are in Ukraine. If you have a more understandable need, I mean, I have one, I would love to do this, to be able to help the military itself. Their, their need has to be huge. Look what they're facing. Look what's attacking them. You can do that. You can help them. Uh, and by the way, I've been reading about Ukrainians who are living around the world, who are returning to Ukraine to fight with their fellow countrymen. I mean, that's a that takes a heroic nature. You know, they, they're not turning their backs on home. They're going home to help. And I also read what surprised me, but I guess it shouldn't, um, that there were, when I first read about it, 16,000 men, not Ukrainian, from all over the world who have banded together and created a foreign legion to go to Ukraine to fight with the Ukrainians against this monstrous attack by Russia. And you wonder why, you know, I think, I mean, there, people people are what you know endowed with various kinds of heroism, but and I think also there is something about wanting to see the bully knocked out. 
And this is certainly an act of, you know, international bullying, this attack on Ukraine. Um, and there has to be something satisfying. There's going to be something satisfying. But I think that knocking the bully down is uh, part of it. Okay, so here's another interesting group. It's called Article 26 Backpack, founded by a group of students out of UC Davis, California. And their goal is, their mission is to help Ukrainian refugees protect their personal information and documents, records. People leave and you, you're running for your life. You may not have taken records with you. You may not have time. You can have these people store your records. I guess ahead of time would be the time to do it. Um, although I'm not sure. But anyway, the point is these this, this group will store their records for free. And it may seem like it's not so necessary in the beginning as you're running because the first, the first priority is to get yourself and your children, your family out, save your life. Later on, when you have been through this and you are safe in some other life and some other side, these records may be very important to you to reestablish yourself. So backpack, article of 26, backpack, how interesting. There's another group called Come Back Alive, which just the title itself just near brought me to tears. Come Back Alive, it's just a plea. It's a plea to the men who have gone off to fight to come back alive. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the women are doing in this role. I don't know if they're actually taking guns and fighting, certainly could be, um, and Come Back Alive, yes. Oh, it provides the military with supplemental equipment. So you can't send tanks and guns, but you can send, you can help to send, supply them with uh, thermal imaging, uh, thermal imagers, body protection, drones, training, things that the army needs. Yes. And I read that the Ukrainians themselves have raised over 700,000 US, in US dollars to help come back alive. That can't be easy right now to find money to make donations in Ukraine, I'm guessing. So the list goes on, the list goes on, and you can, you know, you can look on the internet and find lots of places that you might uh, wanna be helping also. You know, that's, uh, yes. So I wanna talk about hunger. Hunger is a critical issue always, and for many people in many areas of life, unfortunately still, but let's talk about the hunger faced by fleeing Ukrainians right now. Yes, I don't know if you've ever heard of the World Central Kitchen. I never had until now. It seems that some time ago in reaction to a natural disaster, there is a man named Jose Andres and his wife who wanted to help. They wanted to provide assistance. They wanted to provide food, I guess through whatever channels were available at the time. FEMA and various branches of the government threw obstacles in their path. If you can think of something more cold-hearted or stupid, give me a call. This is just ridiculous. I think personally that our government agencies can learn a lot from individuals who spring into action and get enormous problems solved. 
Yes, they have something to learn and how nice it would be and honorable if they did. But to get back to World Central Kitchen. Um, <clears throat> so they were throwing obstacles in Jose Andres's face. And as he said, we just decided to start, we just started to cook. We just started to cook. They, a grassroots movement grew out of this with uh, chefs and volunteers. And they've been, they've been at it for, for several years. They have so far since their start served 60 million meals. Can you imagine? There are many of us in life who couldn't count to 60 million without reaching the end of our life before we reached 60 million. 60 million meals. He was in Puerto Rico after the hurricane there. He was in Hawaii after the volcano erupted. He was in Washington, D.C. to provide meals for the federal workers who were furloughed there in January of the insurrection. Uh, he was in the Bahamas following the Hurricane Dorian. He provided for meals for thousands for a week who were stranded on the cruise ships because of coronavirus. Now, of course, he's in Ukraine. And you know that over, what, 1,600,000, as of, I read, what, yesterday, and now it's, you know, it's increasing every minute, have so far fled <coughs> Ukraine, mostly women and children and the elderly. And they've run to the borders for safety, not knowing what to expect, just run under attack. So within one day of the Russian attack, he was on the Polish border crossings serving meals within one day. And by the way, these aren't just a tuna sandwich and a bag of chips. No disrespect intended because it happens to be just about my favorite lunch, but still I have a choice. I have a choice. Um, yes, these people are being served, oh gosh, with hot and comforting and delicious and elegant meals chicken over pasta with a salad of tomatoes. Um, and some of the places are serving a selection of traditional Polish cuisine served to anyone in need. One of the partnering companies set up tents fast. I mean, really in record time to provide 1000 plates of chicken with potatoes and a cabbage, carrot and beet salad. I can't even imagine how you get that many carrots and beets. You know, there's so many people involved in this process, all of them heroic and banding together. And what do you have to say about the reality, it seems, that it is crisis and brutality that gets us to band together in these heroic measures? Why can't we do that in peacetime? Wouldn't that be nice? Anyway, in Poland, he has 26, probably more now, restaurants having served 41,000 meals so far, probably more now. This was a couple of days ago that I read it. So the crisis grows day, grows day by day. Every day there are more people fleeing. Every day there are more people dying. Every day there are more people in need. And all of these groups are working 24 hours a day to help people, to make a difference. And which brings me to another point. We so often hear people say, you know, distressed kind of a dismal helplessness. Well, but what can one person do? Uh-huh, you've met Irina. I hope you'll meet her actually in a love letter soon. 
We have talked about Jose Andres and his wife. I know there are two people, but I'm counting them as one unit, but it's, it's Jose and his wife working together. You can see what one person can do. One person can make a lot of difference. And so can we, so can you, and so can I. Love letters. Let's just talk about that for a minute because you know that's what I'm about. And I do like to segue into that as long as possible, as often as possible, because of the power of them. Yes. And I am considering right now a donation, a love letter of a very important sort, and a love letter because you want to enclose a note, a handwritten note with your check that you send to whatever group it is you want to support. Um, for the immediate donation, I mean, I don't, I don't tend to make donations by PayPal or on any kind of online method because I like the joy of writing a little handwritten note. You should and can if, if that's the quickest way, and that is often the quickest way to get a donation someplace is through PayPal. And God bless those people for being the geniuses they are that make payment fast, I mean, immediate, trustworthy, and smooth. And they're so smart anyway. But you have to consider one other aspect. Donations, in fact, are made from a person to a person. They're not made from machine to machine. And why not make a donation by sending a check with a handwritten note? I, I do it all the time. When I make a donation, I always write a handwritten note. And selfish little me, I do it because it just feels so good. Because while I'm doing it, whatever difficulty these organizations are trying to alleviate, there's trouble. It's, it's harsh. But while I'm doing it, I'm bathing in the positive of what these organizations do and the positive of the hope that things will get better. And while I'm bathing in the positive, I'm feeling better. And while I'm feeling better, I'm more effective. I think it really gets down to that. Um, and, you know, if, if you want to, why not send the bulk of your donation via one of the agencies where you can pay through PayPal or one of the you know crowdfunding groups, if that's what you, maybe keep a little bit aside, just keep a little bit and send that amount in a check, in an envelope. And you might wanna say even that, you know I made a donation through PayPal, but I just wanted to send you this so I could write a little note to tell you how much I admire your, what you're doing and to send with my love. And I want to talk about what happens when you do write a handwritten note. It has always occurred to me about that note that <clears throat> when you write a note to somebody, an actual note in your handwriting, and by the way, everybody with a computer has Lucida Bright and Helvetica, nobody has your handwriting, it carries kind of a special magic. And often I get responses. Other people tell me this, and I've had it happen myself. I can't believe you took the time to write something by hand. It, it means a lot. It means a lot. It's very empowering to get a note that lets somebody know that you care and they're worth your taking the time to express that love and care and that you're sending a check to help them get, yes, in addition, food and surgery and equipment and diapers for their babies and whatever it is they need. It all piles up onto quite a powerful love note. So when you send a love letter. Just consider this for a minute because I think about it a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. You 
it's you've touched the paper you've touched the paper it's felt the touch of your hand you've written the note there may be tears have dropped on the page you've certainly licked that envelope close it's got your dna all over it you may have just held it to your chest in a moment of love you may have given it a little kiss before you slipped it into the mailbox the person on the other end who gets this letter is getting something that has felt the touch of your hand, your skin, <laughs> and it's as close as we can get, I believe, to holding hands across vast differences. Holding hands, let somebody know, I'm with you. I've got a hold of you. I'm taking care. That makes an enormous difference. They're going to know it's something from your heart to theirs, not from a machine to a machine, not from a machine to a machine. Um, and about that note, it doesn't have to be a long note. It can be a really short note. It can just be, I'm sending this with love and admiration. I'm sending this with, you can even just say love and sign your name, or, you know, I pray for, an end to this misery that you're suffering through no fault of your own. And a short note will do, a short note will do. If you have relatives, for example, in Ukraine or a history yourself, if your own ancestry is Ukrainian, you might wanna write a little bit more about your family or yourself. Um, that's a nice thing to do. You can also make a donation in honor of somebody. You can say, I'm making this donation in honor of my grandma who is still in Ukraine. You can say, I am making this donation in memory of my great grandfather who was Ukrainian and murdered by the Nazis. Whatever you wanna say, you're not gonna go overboard in expressing what's really in your heart. And it's just important that they know, you know, it's from one heart to another. One person can make a difference. Yes. I, I think making a donation feels wonderful for so many ways. And I want to add that if you think, and some people do, some people may be a little you know, hesitant because they can't send a big donation. Well, any donation helps. What you may consider not a big donation may be a big donation to somebody else. It doesn't matter how much you send. It adds up. It all adds up. And on the topic of sending big money and donations, you know, companies or Ikea just sent, I, I could get this wrong, but I think $20 million, big companies who have, who have reached great financial heights and success in this country are sending a great deal of monetary support. I read that uh, Airbnb is providing short-term housing because that's what they do to 100,000 people. Can you imagine what that means? That you have fled, you have nowhere to put yourself down, you have nowhere to rest, you have nowhere to catch your breath. Where Airbnb provides you that. I mean, if you're one of the lucky ones, but, but the point is they're doing a huge job. I heard that Uber is providing unlimited free rides from the Ukrainian border to any city in Poland. This is huge. This is huge. What companies can do. And I did hear, I mean, the power of the internet 
and the power of what we can achieve if we come together. The huge companies, huge American companies, Facebook, I had read right away, had shut Russia off. I think Twitter the same. Um, Visa and a master, two, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Visa and one of the others shut down in Russia. So these companies, and I know that we take them to task often for things that they could be doing better and some of the things that they're doing that are not good. Um, but when push comes to shove, they have stepped up to the plate and used their power for something excellent. And I'm thinking, how about a love letter to them? How about a love letter to Airbnb, or Uber, or Facebook, or Visa, any of these companies, Ikea, anybody who has done something good in the face of this crisis. And I will tell you something that I really do believe firmly. People behave better when you send them positive notes about the good that they've done. When you send them your admiration for what they've done positive, I think people will do better because they want to keep living up to that, as opposed to when you send a note to a company when it's doing something naughty and you, you know, rip them to shreds. I don't think that does any good. First of all, I don't think they read it. I think they look at it and they throw it in the trash and they think you're insane, um, which you may be for wasting your time. Who knows? But if you send a laudatory letter to a company, it makes a huge difference, a huge difference. I'm reading a book right now. And I'm going to end on this. I'm reading a book right now. Well, I just kind of finished it by Steven Pinker called The Better Angels of Our Nature. And I like Steven Pinker a lot. I just think everything he has to say is so interesting and wonderful. And this one in 800 pages details his proposition that violence has descended so enormously. It's just decreased so sharply over humankind's history. I think a cursory glance across the globe would give a lie to that one, but he really makes a good and very hopeful case because the fact that it has tanked in so many areas means it can tank further. And it's just, it, it, is a, it is a hopeful thing. You know, there's community pressure. There are things that we used to do that we'd be ashamed to do now because of shunning, because of being shunned by the world. Well, maybe we can increase what people stop doing by shunning them. And this, this I don't know what this huge shunning and closing down of the Soviet Union and disapproval will do in the long run. But the point is, meanwhile, we can help. And I do want to say, for all the evil that we see right now in the world, there is more good than there is evil. It doesn't get written up in the same way. You know, evil grabs headlines. Good, garden variety good does not. But there's more good than evil in the world. And that good is you and the power you have to help in a, in a time of real crisis. So on that note, I hope you do write those love letters and make your donations with little notes. Um, I will tell you goodbye. Until next time, talk again. Bye. <laughs>